Hello and welcome to Playwright, a podcast about creating and sharing new ways to play. My name is Ryan Heyman, also called H. And I'm Ryan Quintel, also called Q. And this week, I'm very excited to start playing some Smash Bros. Finally, it's been a long time. It's all happening, Ryan. Everybody's here, as they keep saying. And as as you know, I contacted you saying, hey, look, I'm hype about this game, too. I can't believe it's it's true. I usually, I'm, I'm so bad at fighting games, but here I am, finding myself very hype. I've been kind of counting down since E3, and so it felt like it would never arrive, but finally... We are just mere days away from jumping into Smash Brothers Ultimate, which I'm, uh, yeah, I'm very excited for. How could we forget that E3? It's literally the only thing they showed up with. <laughs> well. <laughs> okay, Pokemon, let's go, which is very good, by the way. And, and some of our wonderful third-party content. Which... <laughs> oh, yes, of course. All of the wonderful <laughs> third-party content. No, I mean, like... I, when I heard that there was going to be a big, of, of the direct anyway, a large smoke, uh, focus, mm-hmm. smokus, what am I doing? A large smokus focus. On Smash Brothers. Yeah, a large smokus focus being made about this Smash game. I was like, really? It must be pretty good for them to have that level of uh, faith slash belief in it. And lo and behold, it's upon us in, what, 10 days or three days by the time somebody's hearing this? As of right now, canonically, it's... um. Uh, five days away. Oh, wow. Okay. Well, anyways, we thought that we would do something a little bit different this week. We wanted to join in the Smash Bros. spirit and um, help good old Sakurai fill those missing DLC spots, the, the ones that are still a mystery to everyone. We thought we'd uh, we'd pitch some Smash Bros. characters instead of the regular game pitches that we usually do, just to kind of mix things up, just to keep things fresh. Uh, let's um, pitch some some characters, let's pitch some stages... And then uh, if we have some time left over at the end, we can uh, we can dive into the spirits mode and see what we can come up with. So I think we're going to have to be creative still. Let's get into some Smash Bros. Uh, Q, what is the first character that you would like to see added to the roster? Well, I should have discussed this with you beforehand, but I didn't know if I should have stayed kind of what I think people and characters and stages and stuff that would make it or or would actually be considered, or if I should just go really silly. So I think it's fine to consider pretty much, I mean, because the doors are open to third party characters and, you know, it's fine to do anything pretty much within the realm of video games. If you start pitching like Monty Python characters, it might get a little suspect, but uh, (laughs) we should be okay. Okay, fair enough. So my first character that I want to bring you is Goemon from the Mystical Ninja series. <laughs> I want course. him to be in there, and I want uh, Isaburu, I, I think I'm saying that right, Suzuki and Ye and the whole gang, maybe his assist trophies, but he's got a cool, that cool golden pipe and uh, tofu on sticks. Um, and I think he's even got a, a, a yo-yo at some point that he could potentially be uh, sort of attacking with and potentially be good at a range he can throw coins at you even all right so kind of introduce us to the character like what is it that makes him stand out above everyone else i think when i played mystical ninja i think he fits a great nintendo and even a smash brothers archetype of when you see his silhouette if you saw it in that reveal trailer he's instantly recognizable uh he has had a beloved history of Mystical Ninja on Nintendo 64 or Legend of 
Mystical Ninja on Super Nintendo. So he has a history with Nintendo. I think it actually is a Konami or Koei game. Now I'm not remembering, and that's not great. <laughs> but um, yeah, it it feels very at home on a Nintendo platform. It's very Japanese and very silly. So I thought mm-hmm. he would work well. What type of a fighter would he be? What kind of uh, special attacks would you have? Final Smash anything to, uh, I don't know, really cement the image? Yeah, this is easy. So the Final Smash, he has to call on Impact, the giant robot, <laughs> to show up and uh, punch with his spring fists and shoot giant lasers from his eyes or mouth and vanquish your foes. Now, is he a character from like Japanese mythology that has been kind of reappropriated into video games, or was he an original creation by the designers of the game? Um, That's a good question. I believe Goemon is from Mystical Ninja. Whether he is, whether he's actually a real person, I think is he is just entirely fictionally created, but he goes on these wild okay. adventures and the, the Nintendo 64 game, the whole premise of it is that you're kind of putting on a giant play so you know almost in that mario what is it two style fashion or mario three style is fashion the one that's supposed to be a stage play yeah yeah it's, so it has very much that sort of nintendo feel and lineage to it but it's it's been mostly a japanese uh franchise in fact the super nintendo classic got mystical ninja on it when we got i don't know something that's not as good as mystical ninja <laughs> all right that's that's a good choice that's a solid start um well, why don't you pitch a stage as well okay so for the first stage i was thinking uh, here here we go <laughs> now i'm gonna stretch it a little bit what if a stage was the nintendo eShop? <laughs> <laughs> okay i mean we had Miiverse before so it's not that much of a stretch exactly that's what i was thinking so you could literally you know, as the eShop gets updated or new games come and go, maybe you have uh, different game tiles in the background you're fighting on. Uh, maybe you can even knock people into prices and the prices get lowered. Not, of course, in real life. But, uh, <laughs> so this is actually based on the games that are releasing. So you can like actually like browse the real eShop through Smash Bros? No, I don't necessarily think that, but I do like the idea of a stage. It's a cool idea. (laughs) Yeah, that is like pulling metadata slash content from the eShop. And like, it is, it's like a perfect Nintendo thing, right? It's an advertisement wrapped in (laughs) gameplay all at the same time. It's a very Nintendo thing. Yeah. That's cool. I like that. And then of course you have all the best music already selected for you. So yeah, that's the best part, right? You have... First of all, the eShop has had great music throughout the years, but also mm-hmm. uh, as maybe games go by or new games release, you could potentially work out having some of their soundtrack in in this stage. So oh, as games yeah. pass by or you're like moving throughout, maybe it's one of those stages where the the background is sort of always in motion. You can hear different tracks fading into each other. That's cool. And then maybe some of the... Some of the games that are featured in the eShop could have like a special interaction with their tile. So, you know, maybe something like a little bit extra for those games. We want to put a little bit of uh, extra marketing push behind. Yeah. You know, when you hit the Pokemon Let's Go tile, then like <laughs> Eevee or Pikachu pops out. That's right. Pika. <laughs> Should be confusing because Pikachu's already in the game, but uh, 
That's fine. He's yeah, he, we'll he can be in there multiple times. There's a lot of Pokemon in there. All right. Well, I'm going to go. Uh, I'm going to pitch a character. And this is one that I've talked about before, but I don't know if I've talked about it on this show in particular. So uh, stop me if it sounds familiar. But I would like to pitch Ornstein and Smo from Dark Souls as a combined fighter, kind of like the Ice Climbers, except they're not so much following each other around as they are staying in a very tight formation and essentially being controlled like a single fighter. And so um, with the with the A button, the light attack button, you control Ornstein. You know, you can make quick little jabs and, and kind of mm. lightning fast small attacks, jump around. And then with the, uh, the special attack button, the B button, you control Smo and uh, his giant hammer. You can have it come crashing down on your enemies or just bat them out of the playing field. And uh, the thing is that you can at any time press B down to separate the two of them. And that basically just plants Smo wherever you were at the time that you separated. You as Ornstein are free to continue to move around the stage and continue to jab away. And you can use the smash attacks as well to get a little bit of extra power behind your punch. But ultimately, Ornstein's going to have a hard time knocking anyone out of the stage but he could do a very good job of shepherding people towards Smo, which you can still control even uh, though he's planted on the opposite end of the stage with the B button and your special attacks. And so you're kind of controlling a large portion of this screen if you, uh, if you do it strategically. And uh, ultimately, you want to chip damage away as Ornstein trick them into walking towards Smo or bat them over there yourself and then have Smo deliver the final punch. Cool. So this character from Dark Souls, right? I've Dark never Souls, seen. Right. I had to Google image search Ornstein and Smo, and there's a <laughs> there's a very good poster that says the law offices of Ornstein and Smo. Yeah. So one guy's sort of like big with a hammer, and this is right, typical. Yeah, this is typical Dark Souls nightmare fodder. So what is what is the ultimate smash on Ornstein and Smo look like? Um. Well, I'm thinking in the Ornstein and Smo fight. If you kill one of the fighters, then the other one basically like um, if you kill Ornstein, then Smoke crushes him with his hammer and kind of absorbs some of his powers and then vice versa with uh, if you kill Smoke first, Ornstein kind of lays a respectful hand on him and takes uh, some of his extra size. Um, and so and then the, the fight essentially resets with you against one more difficult boss rather than two already very difficult bosses at once. <laughs> um, and so Perfect. maybe a final smash could be like Smo with the full movement capabilities. Ornstein has disappeared. And so at that point, for that period of time, you're just controlling a fully charged up uh, Smo with lightning powers and his hammer and everything. So yeah, Smo plus mobility. Smobility, if you will. Smobility. I love it. <laughs> All right. And uh, I'll also pitch a stage, um, one that I've always imagined, but uh, yeah, I, I still think it's a good idea. It might be a little too chaotic, but I like the idea a lot. It's a very minimalist stage, but it's basically the inside of a Pokeball that is rolling down a hill. Oh, wow. So you're inside a Pokeball and basically it's this big circular stage with solid walls and so as you fight people, you can just bat them against the walls and it's not going to do anything except for the one little like, wow, what they call it? The Pokeball's nipple? What is it? You know, the... <laughs> yeah. Um, the like, what do we round call it? area that like releases the button. <laughs> it's canonically now it's a joystick, isn't it? But uh, yeah, who sure. knows? So there's the button because as you are, 
as it's rolling down the hill, the button is kind of like rolling along with it. And so you have to be conscious of like that is the death area of the stage. So you have to be conscious not only of jumping over the button every time it kind of rolls under you, but also that's the only area that you can KO an opponent. So you have to aim them towards that whenever you want to get that finishing blow. Oh, okay. So you have to kind of get someone to a specific point in the stage and then only then can you actually like knock them out because the the stage is enclosed, right? Right. So everything's enclosed except for one small area, which is like the death portal. So (laughs) it's, um, I mean, maybe there's times when the, uh, when the entire stage, the Pokeball would get caught up on a twig or something on the outside world and would stop in place. And then everyone's kind of scrambling because the, um, the button is that much easier to aim for at that point. But, you know, it's just a, uh, it's kind of a constantly changing stage, which I always like in Smash Bros. Yeah, I like that too. And I love the idea of like in the tiny little porthole or opening, you can mm-hmm. see the crazy landscape tumbling around and maybe you see like a diglet or something. You just see different Pokemon kind of like <laughs> glaring at the Pokeball or it's like it's a failed catch of something. That would be really fun. Mm. Yeah. Well, why don't you uh, jump in with a second character? Okay. How about this? <laughs> this is also a little bit in the realm of silly, but what about the truck from Excite Truck? <laughs> okay. All right. <laughs> so now that the piranha plant is on the docket, I think anything <laughs> goes. And I really want to see what the truck from Excite Truck could be able to do. I think that it would be fun to kind of drive over and have something that feels because like they're all supposed to be toys something that feels like an rc car on the battlefield Mm, with kind of like forward back left right and you need to maybe you can tap a button to get a little bit of jump or something in there but the idea to maybe honk your horn or to leap over opponents and try and knock them in the head and all that kind of stuff i you would probably have to be able to do some CG character sort of things where tires stick out and you anthropomorphize a little bit like they did with Piranha Plant, but I think the Excite Truck could be cool. That's a cool one. One of the ones that I think about often uh, that didn't make my shortlist for the discussion today, so I'm not like spoiling one of my choices, but I've always thought it would be really cool to have the crazy taxi driver, one of the crazy (laughs) taxi drivers, just kind of zipping around in a car. I just like the idea of like being confined to a vehicle, but being creative with that and not letting it really slow you down in a way. I I should point out that there was a game called Fighters Megamix on the Sega Saturn, uh, which featured a whole bunch of really creative fighters from from Sega games and from other properties as well. And one of the ones that they um, featured was the Hornet from Daytona USA, uh, which is a car, which was anthropomorphized, as you were saying. It kind of like stood up and use its wheels like detached from the chassis of its body as like fists. So if you are, uh, if you're curious, check out a video of uh, Hornet from Fighters Mega Mix. It's a, uh, it's quite funny to watch in action. But anyways, let's get back to this. So the Excite Truck. I I didn't play that game. That was on the Wii, I believe. Wii launch title. Excite Truck also was an original Nintendo game, I believe. 
uh, for no, the Excite NES. bike was, I remember, oh, but I don't remember okay. there being an Excite truck. Okay, so yeah, that, so Excite truck was for the Wii. Maybe maybe we get the Excite bike then. That, that could potentially be, here I am pivoting already, <laughs> that could potentially be more iconic. But in those games, right, like Excite bike, you're zipping around, you're going off of jumps, that sort of thing. In the Wii Excite truck, you could kind of do, obviously you could, accelerate and decelerate and that type of stuff but you could drift and you could even kind of drift in the air to get a little bit of hmm. style or i guess if you will and so the idea of you know having this essentially nos booster some sort of super boost that you can use uh excite bike of course you did like flips and stuff but i like the idea of kind of weaponizing the in-air stunt um, as potential like heavy, heavier damage attacks while you're just kind of like maybe on the Excite bike you're doing wheelies, but on the Excite truck you're just kind of uh, going back and forth and and bumping into people a little bit to do some damage. It it would look very silly, but I think that there's a way to make it work. I like that. I mean, Wario's already got a motorcycle, so you're halfway there already. Yeah, and I'm also watching that fighter mega mix of uh, Hornet. <laughs> Boy, that is strange. <laughs> it is, yeah. <laughs> Somebody was like, "Why don't we just put the bones of another character on this car or something?" <laughs> it like stands up on its hind wheels. Mm-hmm. But that that actually is a fairly good idea. So why not? Yeah, why not? Uh, one of the things about um. Uh, about the Excite Bike series is that I believe they also went on to create Excite Bots, which is a robot type game, if I remember correctly. And so maybe that's another direction you can kind of like morph between the three, depending on the scenario. And so as a robot, you can obviously get a lot more kind of like fighter potential. Oh, yeah. Okay. So here's where you go. You go Excite Bot, right? And Mm -hmm. uh, Excite Bot is the character it can turn into the Excite bike. It can turn into the Excite truck. Uh, and you can kind of do it. You, now you get kind of an Optimus Prime feeling character, <laughs> which would be cool. I'm liking this. I think this is, uh, this is a good one. And the Excite bike uh, character, you know, it comes up quite often in these wish lists that people put together. So you never know in the next Smash game, we might just see just that. Uh, why don't you move on to your second stage? So for my second stage, I have Little Big Land. This is one of my favorite uh, Mario stages. I think oh, it's right. in... Not from Little Big Planet. But... <laughs> Not from Little Big Planet, but rather Little Big World or whatever it is called in the Mario series. Yeah, where you have sort 3? of massive pipes and Goombas and also very small versions <laughs> of things. Um, but it kind of flips the perspective and I know we love flipping perspective on its head in this show, but I love the idea of a giant stage taking place on top of a Goomba, um, or inside a giant little big world pipe and kind of messing with maybe even the items that are falling in that stage or the items Mm. that are dropping are different sizes for, for fun. Interesting. Yeah, that's cool. There's already some that kind of mess with the perspective a little bit, like the uh, living room stage where you play as uh, with the uh, Nintendo in the background <laughs> or the yeah. gamer stage where you're in this little kid's room just playing on his coffee table. Yeah, one of the things I did to prepare for this episode is I 
I, I don't know why, but I was nervous. So I brought up the item <laughs> list of mm-hmm. <laughs> Super Smash and there are so many items that I don't even know necessarily where they're from. Mm, yeah. But I like the drill. I'm not sure what the, is that just Mr. Driller or something? It might be original for Smash Bros. I don't know. There are some original ones. Oh, okay. There we go. On to my second character. Um now these aren't necessarily the characters that I want most in uh, Smash Bros. I, I put out a list on Twitter a little, a little while back. And, uh, you know, obviously I'm skipping Banjo-Kazooie, which is kind of like my number one oh, yeah. pick because I don't feel like I really have anything creative to add to that. It feels really like self-explanatory. So I, I just wanted to do some that would be more kind of like fun thought experiments. So um, the second one is uh, someone who really doesn't stand a shot of getting in, but I would love to see it if it was the case. But um I would want to see Octodad. Oh, uh, wow. And basically, I just really want somebody who's like really loose and uh, kind of goofy, maybe kind of procedural in the physics, uh, which everything in Smash Bros. feels so quick and so precise and everything. I'd love to see a character who just like is a bull in a china shop. You know, he just goes in, he's he's floppy, he's a little bit difficult to control. Uh, he still gets the job done, but basically his attacks are all like sweeping attacks and have a large kind of area of effect and his limbs are going everywhere and he's just flopping all about. And uh, I, I think that would be a fun counterbalance to a lot of the more technical characters. Yeah, I really like the idea taking somebody like that and putting them into Smash. I mean, like they especially to see how Nintendo would render that character, because like all the characters in Smash do become a little smashified, if you will, once mm-hmm. they get in there. Some of them stay stay pretty close, but even, you know, the cloud that we see in there is not the cloud that we have in Final Fantasy VII proper. Um, and even, even Snake uh, from Metal Gear Solid can kind of look a little bit different. So, like, I wonder what a, like, glossy, high-quality Octodad would look like. <laughs> I would also like to throw out a perfect Echo Fighter for him would be a uh, the G-Man from Half-Life representing the Gary's mod in which <laughs> he was kind of like the mascot and he would do silly, ridiculous things. And I would just love to see like when he's in his final smash mode or whatever, would start playing that uh, Tiny Tim Wonderful Time song like uh, the old internet memes used to do. But uh, maybe, uh, yeah, that's just me. I think that would be a good laugh. <laughs> yeah, I think we should... I I kind of went to the same place of like, hey, there's there's a way to, to do this episode is like, a, seriously, we want these people in Smash, but this is a little bit, we're trying to push it a little bit, trying to get a little weird. <laughs> right. So my second stage that I would like to see is uh, Swaprano from Conker's Bad Fur Day. It is the inside of the Pooh Mountain where you fight the great mighty Pooh. And, uh, you know, there's, um, it's an interesting layout. Like it's a, uh, kind of a, a narrow walkway with several pits uh, kind of throughout. And so I just think it would be really great to have a fight. And then every once in a while, like the great mighty Pooh would pop up in the background <laughs> and maybe throw things at you or maybe sing a verse or something. And uh, they'd have to really tone it down for Smash Bros to keep that E rating. But I don't know, something about that, um, about that location in that game is just so iconic. Yeah, maybe the soundtrack just contains some operatic singing and there's some mm-hmm. bumbling underneath. I almost put 
that stage on here. And I said, <laughs> no, H is going to bring something from Conker's Bedford. So I didn't go anywhere near it. Wow. That's good. Uh, we're on the same page. <laughs> that's right. You got to be able to <laughs> knock somebody into and just get them all gross, right? That's that's going to be a thing. Uh, so um, why don't you bring us your third character? My third character, before I say this, I know that he's in the game in a certain way, but I wanted mm -hmm. to bring Boo as a fighter. Okay. In what way is he in the game? Because I don't I, remember seeing him. I think I've seen either in Smash Ultimate, he's a spirit or he's, oh, okay. uh, yeah, you know, funny. he's an assist trophy. I don't know. Boo's somewhere in there. Um, because everybody is a fair game. I really think that the Boo is not only a classic Mario character, but the mechanic of being able to kind of hide your eyes and having mm -hmm. other characters pass through you. Oh, interesting. Could be a really cool, like it's, it's better than a dodge. It's better than a duck. So there's a lot of characters that have a B down move that is tied to like a counter attack. But maybe something that uh, can last a little bit longer, but doesn't have the kind of offensive properties of a counterattack. It's an interesting trade-off. Yeah, and then all of the great sort of Mario level boo mechanics where maybe as somebody has their back turned towards you, you can do additional damage to them mm, or something. Yeah. And uh, maybe you even can... As an ultimate smash, become King Boo, right? Throw the crown on your head and then you're massive and you can attack all these people at the same time. I, I can definitely see that one working. And uh, all the music that he would bring with him as well, I appreciate. Yeah, and he would really scare Luigi. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> you know, the bitter, bitter rivalry. So uh, what third stage are you bringing to the mix? In the same vein of silliness, I thought it would be fun to think of the bunker two from golden eye. Uh, mm. I don't, this is, I think a, a game that many people associate with Nintendo around the era when smash brothers first hit the scene. Um, and I love the idea of, uh, again, just like the poo stage, you'd have to find a way to do it G rated, but there being like the whole thing looking like the first person view from golden eye with the, stupid little life bars on the left and right, <laughs> and maybe even a really poorly polygoned out golden gun that has a reticle that if you stay in the reticle for too long, you're going to get one shot hmm. off the stage. Interesting. I guess the HUD elements could come and go over the course of the stage. The life and the shield bars could keep people from being knocked out. It could be like a last minute save in certain scenarios, just as like a luck type thing. Yeah, that's cool. And like, as people hit the health bar uh, or the shield, or was it a shield? I forget what the other bar was, but I think it was just like a body armor. Oh, okay. So as people hit one bar or the other, it could drain and like more of the stage you're able to be tossed out of. So mm -hmm. it is like a temporary barrier that can be sort of broken down. Yeah, I've uh, I was considering some Goldeneye stuff. I also like speaking of real life type stuff. I was considering uh, the airport level from Tony Hawk Three, just because <laughs> awesome. like it's such a good video game stage. But you know, I couldn't <laughs> quite wrap my head around how it would work as a Smash Bros stage. But there might be something there. I like these kind of real life inspired stages. We don't have enough of that in Smash Bros. Yeah, I feel like, well, I mean, you pointed it out earlier, but once the Nintendog stuff was there, I was like, okay, all bets are off. We can, we can put this anywhere. Yeah. 
Now, of course, uh, Smash Bros. Melee had a little bit of GoldenEye in it with the uh, motion sensor bomb was based on the motion sensor bomb in GoldenEye. Oh, I didn't realize that. Look at that. Uh, They didn't clear the rights to it, though. And uh, so they had to just list it as like, I think in the the trophy for that item, they listed the game of origin as top secret. (laughs) Very fun. (laughs) Classified. Double O classified. Yeah, exactly. Uh, Anyways, my third character that I'm bringing today is Pyramid Head from Silent Hill. Oh, man, I thought about Pyramid Head. Okay, please, (laughs) pitch away Pyramid Head. So I'm not going to say that I have a hugely creative idea for this other than just like (laughs) that massive sword. I mean, Cloud has a massive sword, but he kind of wields it like it weighs nothing. And I just love Pyramid Head dragging it behind him, making it look so heavy, just kind of flailing it about. And um, this idea of like, I just want something super weighty and uh, I don't know, Pyramid Ed's just such a cool design. He's so different from everything in Smash Bros. And he's so iconic in video games that like he really deserves to be there. I totally agree. I was thinking about Pyramid Head, especially in he could now be among that sort of ever growing roster that Smash Ultimate uh, seems to have of like characters that, you know, a lot of the characters from Fire Emblem you have a uh, cloud in there. Um, who was it? Simon Belmont? I know that's not a sword mm-hmm. necessarily, but uh, you have these kind of weapon wielding characters, but mm-hmm. none of them feel big, heavy in the way that I think of Pyramid Head potentially feeling. Like the closest is Ike, where he has kind of slower swings that do more damage if you hit people at the tip of the sword rather than the base of the sword, which is kind of a neat mechanic. But yeah, I, I think that Pyramid Head would be a shoe in as far as Smash Bros go. Did you have an ultimate smash in mind or may I pitch one? Uh, you can go ahead. You fill the stage with a thick fog like Silent Hill. <laughs> And okay, yeah. <laughs> I don't know if it so does it's anything. Just fog. <laughs> yeah, just fog. Just make it so nobody else, maybe only you <laughs> can see everybody else. Now, Smash is a single screen type of game that would work <laughs> really well online, but uh, in most setups, um, yeah, I'll have to think about that. That's interesting. Uh, there's a lot of weird stuff we can pull in from Silent Hill, and that would definitely uh, up the creepiness factor, um, especially if you get into Silent Hill 3 type of uh, imagery. Anyways, my third stage, going back to my Ornstein and Smo pick, I think Anne Orlando would be a great stage. Uh, maybe on the bridge uh, in between the campfire and uh, Ornstein and Smo's palace, uh, which of course means nothing to you. You really should play yeah. Dark Souls. It's pretty good. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> well, the remaster's on Switch. It's time to pick it yeah, up. Time to get it. Yeah, it's a, it's a bridge. You fought like a griffin there in the, in the game and... Um, there's an elevator on one side. There's an entire platform that can raise and lower on the other side. So I see a lot of like dynamism, even in that little uh, that little space. And just um, and Orlando is just such an iconic location and just such like a beautiful place that you know it's just hard to not feel emotional when you see it after playing Dark Souls. So that's my pitch for that one. Why don't you take us into your fourth character? So for my fourth character is plain and simple. Really, I think we have Mega Man in the game. I want to put Storm Eagle in Mega Man. <laughs> and okay. uh, it would be, a, 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 or in Smash Brothers, rather. Uh, Storm Eagle from Mega Man X. Uh, a fun character can do some 
I don't even know if it's full flying, but can do some light hovering. Uh, he can shoot eggs out that crack and turn into a bunch of little birds that attack you. He can shoot wind and push people off of a stage or really push them far back. Um, and he can also, he has a killer like dive dash. And I think all of those moves would feel right at home at in smash. Very cool. I can see that working. Why don't you pitch another stage to us? So <laughs> maybe this is a joke stage, but maybe it isn't metropolis from superman 64 <laughs> okay all right sell me on it <laughs> so no draw distance very simple background uh-huh. uh you have a slow moving uh superman who potentially is a uh, a stage hazard shooting his laser vision or his cold breath um in a very awkward manner but more importantly, I think it would be cool to have a the, one of the mechanics in the uh, terrible, terrible, historically terrible video game, Superman 64, mm-hmm. is just flying through rings. Uh, that was something that they wanted you to do on more mm-hmm. than one occasion in that game. And I thought it'd be cool if the stage could have something like rings appearing at different places where characters, uh, fighters could jump through for potential items or bonuses. I can see that. All right, well, from the worst video game of all time to one of the better ones. It's, a, it's quite a transition. All right, my fourth character today is the Prince of All Cosmos from Katamari Damacy. Oh, yes, 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 yes. I just love this idea of being like notably smaller than everyone else, but kind of rolling this big ball around with you. Obviously, it wouldn't have full Katamari mechanics attached to it, but... Just this idea of like jumping up in the air and using the ball to kind of like bat the other characters around or rolling over them. Or you can have like a jigglypuff type mechanic, like the rollout maneuver where you charge it up and then you let it go. You know, I think there's a lot of, uh, it's just such an interesting shape and interesting like set of movements that you can really create, I think, a really fun character with, uh, with the Katamari Prince. Here's the thing that I think you're onto with some of these picks which is both the the, uh, Dark Souls people and the Katamari, now that Rerolled is on its way, Mm -hmm. and Dark Souls came out remastered, but it also got the Amiibo, and it just has, like, Nintendo has a way of taking these third-party franchises that are hitting their consoles for the first time, saying, welcome to the family, with a little extra with Katamari, it's motion controls, or with Dark Souls, it's uh, the Amiibo stuff, and a way of saying, like, hey, look, this, you're home. You're on the console you were <laughs> always meant to be on, and I think that, like, the Prince of All Cosmos is a great pick. I think he would definitely fit in visually with everyone else as well. Like, he's oh, got totally. that right kind of cute about him. <laughs> Especially if his little, as maybe as he instead of picking up items he just kind of stuck them to himself and he could become larger and larger throughout uh throughout a match it would be kind of funny if instead of grabbing items you just kind of like attach them to the ball and they just kind of roll around for the extent of time that so if you had a beam sword then it would just be like swinging around as it rolls <laughs> yeah just yeah, hitting yeah everyone perfect uh all right anyways uh my fourth stage might be uh, one of my favorite locations in all of video games. It is Aperture Science. Oh, yes. Which would just be an excellent, you know, with portals opening up everywhere. Obviously, I should explain that is the uh, the setting and location of the portal games. 
Uh, there would be portals opening up in various locations. Uh, there's lots of room for like interestingly shaped stages. And it could be even something that changes shape every time you play it, kind of like the Mario Maker stage yeah. in uh, Smash Wii U. Um, but just the idea of some areas being hazardous and some areas being portals, which you can knock somebody through and they come out in the other area immediately, maintaining the momentum that you uh, that you instilled them with. Maybe there are buttons that you could activate that would change some of the locations of items. And so, you know, it's just uh, there's a lot going on there and it's such an iconic location. Maybe there could be a GLaDOS boss fight or something, but it's just uh, one of the like very, very best locations in all of video games that uh, should make the jump over. Yeah, I like the idea of seeing to the little robots being constantly assembled or disassembled in the background <laughs> and them going through their respective twos. But the opportunity here for GLaDOS to have some, not... Uh, emergent but some property where it can see the fighters that are on the stage and make comments about some of the combinations <laughs> would be so good that would be pretty funny if there were like voiced lines insulting each of the fighters yeah or even you know you could write a generic too like you people aren't even supposed to be together <laughs> that's a good one all right why don't you give us your final pick for your roster okay near and dear to my heart uh, this probably belongs on a BuzzFeed list of 90s kids will remember, but why not the Power Rangers? That's right. All the Power Rangers. It could be okay. a Pokemon trainer situation if it has to be. Um, or it could just be the Red Power Ranger or the White Power Ranger, whoever the leader is, and swapping out the different colors as skins. But the Power Rangers are great. They feel like Nintendo characters come to life. They have <laughs> silly weapons and silly costumes. Um, they have all sorts of good automatopoeia when they attack, like, yeah! Um, <laughs> and more importantly, the Power Rangers, you could do um, what the Super Nintendo Power Ranger games did and maybe have them start as a teenager and only after taking so much damage they could morph um, and kind of get, reclaim some health and become a heavier hitting character and you could choose not to morph. And of course you would get a great Ultimate Smash where all the Power Rangers can come on screen and either attack at the same time while holding their combined mega weapon or of course summon their giant robots uh, it seems to... like the Megazord would be the way to go on that yeah, one. Yeah, it seems like Megazord would be the way. All right, well, that's an unexpected pick. So uh, is your final stage going to be like Walter's <laughs> RV from Breaking Bad? <laughs> Angel Grove. Um, <laughs> yeah, uh, so so my final stage, I thought it would be really fun to do... Um, you could do Harvest Moon, but I wanted to do a garden from Stardew Valley. Okay, that works. Yeah, I know that the, the garden is a relatively different perspective than uh, Smash's, but I love the idea of there being little pens and fences and maybe things you could knock over. So it feels a little Animal Crossing-y, but uh, you could potentially get watering cans even and water the ground and items would sprout up for you to grab. What I've always wanted is for the Animal Crossing like characters and stages and stuff to actually be reactive to the saves that are on the in the memory of the system that you're playing Smash on. So it would like in town and city would load your city underneath you, or you can load your own 
Animal Crossing mayor from the New Leaf save into Smash 3DS or something. Like, that seems doable as somebody who doesn't know how much work it takes to create a Smash Bros. game. (laughs) I think if you were going to do the Animal Crossing, whatever mechanic I could add so that I can pick all the weeds out of my town uh, as I'm playing Smash, that would be great. (laughs) All right, well, got some strong picks there. I'll I'll round it out with um, my final character. It's been... It was on the list originally for Wii U, but it got cut, and it was a part of the Grinch leak, but, uh, so I feel like I've lost it twice, but I really want my chorus <laughs> kids from Rhythm Heaven. Wow. It's just so strange that there's no Rhythm Heaven at all in Smash Bros. Like, maybe a couple of songs here and there, but like, even that, I'm, uh, I'm not sure. Uh, but it's just, it, you know, Rhythm Heaven has been absent from Smash Bros for far too long, and it's about time that we righted that. What would a Rhythm Heaven fighter look like in Smash? Like, what would be some of the abilities? Now, of course, the uh, the Chorus Kids in particular are three kids that are together. And I, I like them more as, like, a clump, like, that are animated together <laughs> rather than, yeah, like, yeah, they're kind of static. Uh, <laughs> ice climbers where they're kind of, like, separate from one another. And there's always, like, you're just one fighter, essentially, with another kind of crappy one lagging behind you. They're like a, so, they're mm-hmm. just waiting for a trench coat or something to sneak onto yeah, right. into an adult <laughs> a plane situation. It's something where they're not allowed to be. But there's the basic singing attacks that you could do. There's uh, They've got sharp teeth for some reason, which could factor into their moveset. Uh, and then you can incorporate a lot of other things from different Rhythm Heaven minigames, uh, like a rocket blasting off, or you could do a uh, flipper roll that the seal would do, or you can interview the boxer, or the uh, Mexican wrestler, rather. Um, yeah, I don't know. There's all sorts of weird, crazy things from Rhythm Heaven that uh, just would be fun as like little Easter eggs in these in these different attacks. So about time that rhythm heaven made its way into smash bros i'd say fair enough and you could have that little coin flicking mini game happen while they're, while they're on screen yeah right <laughs> my final stage for the day is a uh, classic from donkey kong country 2 the bramble blast which is the the bramble stage the uh the stage that is all mired in these prickly thorny bush branches all over the place. There's there's barrels that blast you all over the place, and basically, you know, maybe it's not such a threat. Maybe the uh, the areas in which you can actually be KO'd are fairly slim, but also the stages that you can stand on, the wooden planks that protect you from the brambles, are pretty narrow as well. And so, you know, a lot of the time you're just getting batted into these plants, and your percentage is rising until you know these um decisive hits come and and, uh, take you out, send you out flying. I went to go Google an image of Bramble Blast to get that image feel, and lo and behold, is the music of this level in Smash already, or has it been in Smash before? A remix, anyways. Yeah, that seems like an obvious thing to do. It's It's a visually striking level. I think it would work even well to have it a little bit in that style or, I mean, you could do very true. Um, but that kind of weird, like live action clayish CG that, uh, the Donkey Kong games yeah. have, that, that would be really a cool aesthetic to see in smash. I think overall, it's probably the most iconic stage in any Donkey Kong game. So, you know, we've got a few Donkey Kong courses in there already. We just need the right one. 
Fair enough. Let's kind of wrap things up by uh, listing off some uh, some spirits. Let's do like a lightning round of creative spirits that we can come up with. So for those of you who haven't played Smash Ultimate yet, which should be everyone at this point, the spirits mode is kind of like event matches in previous Smash Bros. games. Uh, it pits you up against a, a fighter from the game with very specific with very specific like restrictions or match requirements or something. And, you know, it could be things from like frequency of items is very high and it's always Pokeballs or, you know, the uh, the characters move in slow motion and you fight 12 Kirby's or something like that. And <laughs> so the thing that makes uh, the spirits mode special is that it is based on characters from other video games. And so, you know, you'll be fighting Shantae, for example, and they'll basically just use the Smash roster to depict her in the best way possible. Uh, they'll use Zero Suit Samus, and you'll uh, you'll fight with very specific conditions that make it feel a little bit more like a Shantae game. So uh, basically, let's just go through some interesting spirits. Let's see if we can uh, puzzle out some of the more uh, some of the characters that deserve to be in, but maybe didn't make the cut as fighters. So why don't you uh, only start us out? What do you have for a spirits wise? I'd like to see a Parappa the Rappa uh, <laughs> spirit that could I'm be definitely into that. Some combination of maybe it's a, a Mister Game and Watch uh, that gets flattened <laughs> out or something uh, and uh, colorized and. Maybe when you win the spirit, it enhances your kicks and punches. <laughs> <laughs> Very nice. That's a cool one. I was thinking about Guybrush Threepwood. It would take place on the pirate ship level. You would play as Toon Link, or you would uh, play against Toon Link in the blue tunic, and it would be items only. And so you can't do any damage with the regular attacks. You just have to attack with items. That's really cool. Okay. Let me come at you with Mimi. From Super Monkey Ball. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so uh, I think you got to go with, uh, is is Dixie in the game or just Diddy? No. Okay, so Diddy. you're going to have to do Diddy Kong, uh, and you're going to have to make sure that all of the items that are essentially coming down on the stage are all like spherical. Maybe it's just a <laughs> bunch of party balls or something. I always thought that those were based on the goalpost from Monkey Ball. Right. Yeah, me too. But I guess it's just like a Japanese cultural thing that there's just things that look like that. And it, like both of them were based on that particular point in common. You could even do something where if you do it on a reasonably uh, flat stage that the stage is always kind of tilting back and forth. Mm. So if you feel like you're on a monkey ball level. That's cool. How about Earthworm Jim, where <laughs> you play against a combination of white, pink Captain Falcon and green Kirby to represent snot. And <laughs> yeah, uh, quite perfect. the only items are laser guns and bullet bills, which are very frequent. And uh, Captain Falcon expresses a strong interest in the uh, in the items. And so he won't attack you as much as he'll just go for the items and try to knock you out that way. So my next pick is going to be the football player Tom Brady. <laughs> I have to do okay. this for my Massachusetts uh, peeps out there. So why don't we do like male we Fit trainer so we get him in some yoga pants or something like that. And uh, the male we Fit trainer can essentially take Pokeballs and Master Balls and 
They can throw them at you with such incredible speed and velocity. <laughs> or maybe bullet bills. Yeah, he throws bullets. It's even better. Uh, throw in a bullet bill. Uh, and, of course, it can just knock you right off the stage if you're not careful. So some, some mechanic where the character is doing a lot of throwing. A trainer is. All right. Well, uh, let's, let's wrap up with one, uh, with one more. Uh, this was actually something that uh, Spencer Saunders brought to us on Twitter. We got a community pitch in even in the special episode. So here we go. Uh, he suggested the Queen from Reigns, um, the the cell phone game, which is also oh. on Switch now and uh, PC as well, I believe. You're going to do Lucas or something? Well, you could be uh, Princess Peach in Dracula's Castle with three supporting units, Richter to represent the religion, uh, Link to represent the army, and then Villager to represent the citizenry. And they must be defeated within 30 seconds of one another before you can take down Peach. And so it kind of represents the mechanic in Reigns where you have to balance everything, keep everything in a pretty strict balance. Yeah, that's a great idea. Well, there's uh, there's lots more there. I've got quite a few more written down, but we can uh, we can take to Twitter with those maybe. And <laughs> we'd love to hear some of your ideas if you have ideas for smash bros characters or video games or anything you can uh, go ahead and write us in you can go to our website playwrightcast.com slash pitch you can email us playwrightcast at gmail.com or you can tweet us at playwrightcast yes and i i don't know if it's gonna play before this episode or not it'll be based off of h's <laughs> discretion but special thank you to Brodo dome for our theme song hello world off the album blue noise and special thank you to koji kondo or whoever made the super smash brothers song i'm sure i'm not <laughs> crediting that correctly but go listen to sound to play i bet they know all about it uh we probably do some <laughs> of us anyways uh all right well i guess we can close out with the miniature pitch how about a game that crosses over Smash Bros, but has an editable character roster like Mugen? Whoa. Well, that's, uh, that's a whole other thing. So um, <laughs> we'll catch you next week with a more normal episode. Bye. Bye.